Hi humans, what's the deal? Are you ready to heal? I'm Candice Andrews. I love a good meal and always ready to peel back the layers of my life. Well, most times. Healing is difficult, I'm not gonna lie. But guess what? It's part of what forms our story. Welcome to Heal the Human, where I reload the information and share the real deal behind our mental and emotional well-being. We can each learn from each other's stories. Won't you agree? In today's episode, I got up close and personal with somebody dear to me, my youngest brother. I want to talk about the term mind games. Now, what comes to your mind when you hear the term mind games? Of course, you may think of relationships. You may think of those moments where you feel confused. You may think of somebody's trying to trick you, right? Well, basically, yes, it's the games we play with ourselves and with each other. So it was just playing around in my mind thinking about, okay, I want to settle a little bit on this issue of the mind because there's so much to unpack, right? So what better way to understand mind games than from a perspective of a gamer and the mind within a gamer? <laughs> It's kind of funny, right? Like, mind games. I was thinking of what is the best way to try and bring this topic forward. So I said, you know what? I am going to go inside the mind of a gamer. Now, my brother is a seasoned gamer. He can tell you everything and anything there is to learn about games and the world of games. Now, I have to admit that I was a gamer once in my teenage years. But as I got older, I realized that it seemed to be a time waster for me. Keywords for me, right? This is from my personal standpoint. I felt like I was spending so much time behind games and I just didn't understand, you know. I didn't see anything in it for me after a point in time. It's almost like I kind of outgrew it. Now I can hear some of y'all saying, what? Outgrow video games? That's impossible. One of my favorite games to play was The Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I guess I kind of sell up my age there, but it's quite okay. You know, I really wanted to find out, you know, this whole idea of mind games to unpack it a bit. So... I mean, I play a lot of games in theater, right? I have to admit. But it's different from playing games on stage, playing games in reality, and playing games virtually. So, this podcast is all about unpacking and me making sense of the information in front of me towards the hope of healing some part of me and healing some part of you. So, I want to get into it a bit, some more. So, mind games. Think of life as a game. Now, you may think, but games are not supposed to be taken seriously. But, yeah, 
we do take life seriously and we do laugh about certain areas of our life. So think of the game as the world of your mind with thoughts interacting in a system. I'm about to share the raw notes from interviewing my teenage brother about his gaming life. And within this podcast, I want to be able to share some challenges that I have in the game of life and where my thoughts and emotions collide. And then at the end, I want to give five suggestions to always keep in mind and to always be in control of the game that you are in, the game called life. So, I happened to sit down and, well, actually, guys, it was really hard trying to get my brother from his busy, quote-unquote, gaming schedule to sit with me and ask him some of these random questions. Um, It was an experiment. I had fun doing it, and I got to learn so much from him. Guys, if you have siblings, younger siblings, teenagers, you want to sit down and listen to what they have to say because they have quite a bit to share. So what I did, I wrote down six questions just from the top of my head and I asked him to answer me as clear and as possible as he could and I wrote down these notes. So the first question I asked him was, what makes or what are the elements um, that make up a good game? And this is what he had to say. Well, it depends on the game that you're talking about (laughs) in his cool teenager way. He said, the music, the soundtracks, the effects that help set the theme for the game. Um, He said, make sure that the game is multiplayer because you want to be able to introduce other people to play along with you. He also talked about the voices of the actors and the ability to buy things within the game. Stores. He said he also found it interesting that, you know, he wants to be able to have a game that is compatible with his device. He also spoke about the standards, the ability of the player. He went on to explaining that different players or different characters in a game, they come with different abilities. So whether it's an ability to be fast in terms of speed but slow in terms of reasoning or slow but strong and it made me think a lot about you know in this game called life we each are characters right life is a stage and we are all the actors and it's very interesting that though we may be strong in certain areas we may be weak in others so you know just continuing the experiment i asked him what else he said the ability to play in 3D, like that was uh, interesting for him, you know. He went on to saying things like, make sure the game is able to keep the player off the edge of his seat. And he says, it's really interesting if I can invest in the game. And I was like, invest? What do you mean? He says, well, to get certain areas and to access certain stages, he actually has to pay for certain tools within the game. That raised a light bulb to me because we invest in so many things, whether it be investing in a new machinery, equipment, investing in some self-care treatment. It's just so interesting for me, you know. 
Then I went on to ask him, what else? What makes a really interesting game? He spoke about the conflict and the ability to collaborate and that that area of competition. Am I able to compete? He says strategy and that and also he went on to say the different levels and rewards. So I was like, wow, okay. So I was really curious to find out on an average how much time do you spend playing a video game and why? He says, well, it depends. Maybe close to 8 to 10 hours a day. He's like, okay, okay, right? Split, split it up. I was like, what? Split it up the time? I said, okay, cool. So we went on to talk about what what has gaming taught him about life so this one he looked at me he stared a bit looked up to the ceiling and then he responded um you can't respond i was like what you mean respond he's like no respond and the spelling he gave me was r-e-s-p-a-w-n i've never heard this word before and it's a gaming word right so he says you can't respond meaning if you die in a certain location you can't just come back to life just like that it takes some time and then he spoke about checkpoints it's like checkpoints okay what does that mean he was like at checkpoints you're able to fix your mistakes and move forward differently and then the last thing he learned is about time management, keeping track of your time. Because when you're in that gaming zone, you lose track of the time. And time flies when you're enjoying something you love, he says. I says, okay, interesting. Had me thinking about my life and what really keeps my time. Or do I really keep track of my time? That was interesting. And what about the checkpoints in my life? Am I able to stop, reflect? And think of a new strategy of moving forward. Ah, this was kind of overwhelming after a time trying to think about this life, this world of gaming. Okay, it was a bit uncomfortable, but when we got to question four, things got really interesting. I asked him the fourth question. What are the three main thoughts on the mind of an average gamer while playing his favorite, his or her favorite video game? He says, one, how can I make it fair for them to play and understand the feelings of the others? He said, well, not wanting to boast. He seems to be very good at these games and people are intimidated to play with him. So he decides on a strategy of how to make it fair so that it will be attractive enough for them to want to play with him. So what is on his mind? How he can make it fair? So I wonder sometimes in the game of our life, like, do we stop to think about others' feelings or are we so focused on the task at hand that we sometimes forget that? And then he went on to say the second thing, one of his main thoughts while he's playing his favorite game. He says, how to become better, you know, how to meet his goals and how to supersede checkpoints. I was like, okay superseding and checkpoints i was like that was interesting so how he could become better and i asked myself sometimes we are good at something 
but do we ask ourselves how can we become better at it? How can we perfect it or master it or be even more effective? So the third thing he said to me to the question, what are the three main thoughts on the mind of an average gamer while playing his or her favorite video game? He said, how I feel while playing the game. It's like, wow, how you feel? So how do we check in with our emotions while living in the present, while living in real time? So then I saw him getting kind of jittery, wondering, okay, when is this interrogation going to end? <laughs> kind of reminded me of the time I was stopped at an airport. I won't call the name. And they took me in, asked me a few questions. It was kind of strange, but there was a purpose behind it. As the officer said, he was just doing his job, doing his daily checks. And I just happened to be that lucky person that day. So, going on, I realized, okay, let me not keep him any longer. He may be thinking, what is Candace really doing? I did tell him that I'm going to use his notes in a podcast to talk about mind games. So he was okay with it. So the fifth question I asked him was, what are the benefits of playing video games? So first, <laughs> it was so funny that as soon as I finished saying the word games he says oh that's easy eye contact um no eye coordination quick thinking strategical thinking critical thinking a lot of thinking right and he says patience he i was like okay you learn patience he says yes because sometimes you may you may put something to grow in the virtual gaming world and you have to wait for it to blossom or each day you have to wait for a new ruby or a new token to access another stage another level it's like okay cool interesting so the last question i asked him was has playing video games help him understand about if someone is playing games with him in terms of mental games or is he playing mental games with himself at first, the question was kind of weird, right? Because he didn't really understand how to answer it. But then he told me, yes, playing video games has helped him understand the world around him, has helped him understand reality, and helped him control his anger. Because sometimes things can get really rough while playing games and in a particular stage, and you have to learn how to control your anger. So, stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this. So it's interesting to know all of these things that I asked him. I thanked him for staying the course with me and finding out what is really happening. And from that, I was able to go back to my journal and think about, you know, the mind games I play with myself, the characters that come in my mind, the voices that say different things, the goals that I want to achieve in life, along with the rewards and the decisions that I have to make. Because in games, you have decisions to make and you are immersed and present within this particular stage. Ever heard the saying, at every level, there's another devil. So for me, in terms of healing with my emotional and mental health, there are so many different things that I am faced with. Each level, there's a monster <laughs> to overcome, right? And 
these are the different areas in my life that I need to constantly be understanding what is the monster behind each of these areas in my life. So my feelings, wow. Feelings, yeah. They can take you over or they can take you to the next level in safety. So you want to be able to understand what feelings are helping me um, get closer to my goal or what feelings are just a mirage, you know, in the desert. It looks like it's really painful and it's really disruptive, but it's not. And what about getting over the level or the monster of comparing yourself to others? Are you guilty of that? I do that from time to time. I compare myself with others, but then I forget that whatever they are successful at, am I willing to go through what they went through to succeed and to achieve that particular level of success? Then comes the self-image. Do I really compliment myself enough? Am I okay with the way I look? What about self-doubt, doubting yourself, and then isolating, but not isolating to regulate, but isolating to just remain there with the negative thoughts swimming in your head? What about disappointing yourself? We become disappointed, but do we see what it would have taken for us to get stronger at something? And each disappointment is part of the journey called struggle. And if we don't struggle, then we don't look forward to anything, right? Everything comes easy. What about pretending? Yeah, trying to overcome that monster of pretending. And finally, constantly having to prove yourself. Like, I realize humans, there's nothing we could possibly do to make them feel completely content, completely loved, completely satisfied. We are always looking for the next fill. And recently somebody told me a really interesting thing and I said this is an amazing quote. And I'm always listening for quotes because if you know me you know I like quotes. The person told me, they said Candice, God is a void and also a void filler. And I was like what? Yeah, God is a void. We have a void of God and he's also the one to fill the void. So we have this God-sized void within us. And if you don't believe in God, you still have some void within you that needs to be filled. So life is a mind game and we need to decide, you know, what game we are going to play with our life. So finally, I have three suggestions that I want to share so that you can think about it, make sense of it, and you are in control. You have the controller in your hands and you are the one to know if to press up, down, side, side, jump, A, B. <laughs> Just remembering my game in these. So the three suggestions are these. One, get familiar with the game. You have to get familiar with the game that you're in. You have to. And that connects with self-awareness, being self-aware, understanding yourself, understanding the players within the game, understanding the conflicts that you're going to face and the strategy in which you're going to use to overcome it. Ever heard of the term combo? Yeah, there, there are combos 
that you can use to defeat or to fight off the devil or let's just say the monster at that level. So the first thing that I want to suggest is get familiar with the game. Be self-aware. The second thing I want you to do is to know the keys of the controller. And I want to connect that to the triggers in our life. Whether it's smells, taste, touch, key words that trigger off anger, trigger off emotions within us. And there could be some good triggers that help us be in a good space. But we also need to know how to navigate these spaces. So know the keys. Know what triggers you. Know what ticks you off. Know what builds you up. You need to know the controller inside out. And remember that you are in control. So the first thing, get familiar with the game. Second thing, know the keys of the controller. Know your triggers. The third thing, restart, reset, unplug. Now, I don't know about you, but when we used to play video games, oh my gosh, that Nintendo 64 used to be overheated because we would play for hours, hours playing. And just like that Nintendo or that PS station, I hope I said it right, PlayStation, <laughs> whatever the machinery is that you're using to play games, it's similar to our mind. Our mind is a machinery, it's a muscle. And sometimes we can overwork our minds, we can burn out ourselves. So sometimes you need to reset, press that reset button. We need to rest and we need to unplug. So we need to spend time with God, spend time with ourselves. Just spend time in a mode of rest. It's so important. So I hope this podcast would have, you know, turn some gears in your mind. Um, Send me a voice message. Let me know what part of it, you know, spark some thought for you. And I just want you to remember that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So be careful of the games we play with ourselves and with each other. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If this podcast has done something for you, I want you to share it with someone Start a discussion and let's continue to think about the mind games that we are a part of and what we control. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care.